This is Greg Olson, and I'm thrilled to introduce my new podcast, TE1. TE1 will chronicle a 60-year evolution of the tight end position, from its origins as an obscure, overlooked blocking role to the versatile superstar position that it is today. I'll explore the evolution of the position through conversations with some of the all-time game-changing tight ends. And just like the incredible tight ends we sit down with on my new show, the Chevy Silverado is in a league of its own. This truck is all about grit, strength, and dependability. The same attributes it takes to be a tight end. And welcome to Land Parties, episode 34. From the Las Vegas Review Journal, brought to you by BetOnline.ag. I am your host, Ryan Smith, and as always with me, my man's Lucas Egan. Lucas, how was your weekend, my friend? It was good. I finally had some time to dive into the Avengers, which, by the way, I had a lot of fun with it. There were a couple of weird glitches that... I hope they can smooth out. But overall, the, I thought the campaign has been pretty cinematic and a lot of fun. Like this is it's almost like you're playing in a Marvel movie, which is, I think is what I was hoping for. How was your weekend, Ryan? You know, it, it, it's funny that you say that because it was very similar. I also finished the campaign. I'm not going to lie. I, I may or may not have allegedly shed a tear. Uh, it was great fun. I, I really enjoyed it. I, I think you were absolutely spot on uh, when you're saying that it, it felt like. Like being in a cinematic movie, it felt good to hit people. I know that sounds terrible, but but trust me, be, be the Hulk and smash things up. It feels great. It's fantastic. Um, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. Here's my thing about it, though. Uh, you know, in longevity wise, I'm a Destiny player. So once you get to that end game, I don't know how much, you know, depending on their roadmap, uh, wh- what kind of longevity it'll have, that, re- that replayability. Right now it's fun because we're still grinding for gear. And, and trying to do all that stuff. Uh, so we'll see how it, it'll be interesting to see how it develops. And uh, I also uh, encountered a lot of uh, graphic glitches and weird little one off things, which uh, kind of takes you out of it a little bit. Uh, but overall, I thought it was fantastic. Uh, enough about our weekend, though. Please introduce our guest. This man is incredible, y'all. Of course, we are excited to be joined by Stefan Lee. You know him as the Sushi Dragon, and you know him from Twitch. You know him from his show on Ven. And Sushi, thank you so much for joining us today. How yeah, are you? I'm I'm doing great. Uh, thanks for having me, first of all. And I'm glad you guys' weekends were great. I, I don't even know... Uh, what time it is uh most of the time it, every day is kind of a weekend for me for me i've been telling people like this is my retirement this is, this is such a fantastic world that i'm creating and am in and living yeah well good and i know that you have a fascinating story and we are eager yeah. to get into it but before that there's just a couple topics we want to dive into and we finally have some prices for the xbox series <laughs> x and series Woo! s how funny is it that it was leaked after all this time? It still wasn't through the official announcement, <laughs> but <laughs> we've got $299 for the Series S and $499 for the Series X. What do you guys think about those price points? I am a Sony for life. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> no, I mean, whatever creates you know good competition, uh, if it reduces the price of the PS5, I'm all for it. Uh, but yeah, PS5. 
Same. Uh, I, I am. I'm very much uh, the same. I got to say, and, and really, Microsoft has been doing this uh, the whole time that they just want to get people in that ecosystem. Uh, I think their price points wise, they've got a nice consumer friendly edition that's going to be three hundred dollars. Uh, you know, kids will be able to get that. Parents will be like, yeah, that's great. They've got the the one that's going to be, you know, kind of that workhorse and the one that's going to really kind of, you know, have those visual uh, those visual things. Uh, Things that we expect uh, from a next generation console. And then, of course, they've got Game Pass, Game Pass as well, uh, which is absolutely huge. So no matter what, you're going to be able to have, they are going to be getting, an, uh, I feel like, a, a good amount of um, uh, new people uh, coming into that ecosystem, being able to play their games and stuff like that. So, you know, this isn't really surprising. I was surprised by the two ninety nine. I thought it was going to be four. I thought it was going to be three ninety nine and four ninety nine. Uh, so that one didn't surprise me. But uh, yeah, two ninety nine. You can't go wrong with that. I mean, really, and really now. And again, like we discussed, uh, I'm a PlayStation guy. So Sony, what what is your next move? Let me tell yeah, you. Yeah, uh, I want to know too. Yeah, it's like it's like. I mean, again, I was just talking about how it, it was blowing me away uh, that um, we still hadn't gotten any prices, and then lo and behold, I was on Twitter as well. All of a sudden, I saw I saw it, I saw this picture, and I saw a price, and I was like, "Wait a second, because I know there's been a lot of <laughs> oh, the official leak and, and and this and that, you know, and uh, then I saw other people cooperating it. I saw uh, I saw uh, IGN push it out, and I was like, okay, I, I think this is the real deal. What's interesting is that I've been following console wars since, you know, since I was uh, a, a kid, you know, with the mm-hmm. first PlayStation. And I can't believe it's still going after 10 years. If anything, there were a lot of people were saying that console gaming was dying, like with the PS4. And then I feel like there's this resurgence of, of video uh, entertainment and gaming. And I think that's what, like, the success of the switch you know the the hype for the mm-hmm. ps5 and now like like the hype for the xbox it's all feels like it's all it feels refreshed and i, I love i love that 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 enthusiasm coming into this world because it's only going to innovate the technology exactly I love technology it- yeah yeah, yeah, and we had that conversation, you know, earlier in the year as this as the as the pandemic started uh, uh, taking effect and whatnot. We were like, "Look, this is a an opportunity for the digital space and that whole you know gaming world, streaming world, live content creation, uh, any kind of content creation to really get into the spotlight." And you know, I I, I feel like this is is such a I mean, it's it's a weird space that we're in right now, but yet. I'm still I, I I feel like I'm even more hyped uh, for the new consoles and all the innovation that's coming out because we've been stuck and cooped inside. Yeah, you know, and the good thing about this price to me is hopefully this means knock on wood that 500 to the cap that the PS5 can get <laughs> yeah. to. Right. Like mm-hmm. it, it would be incredibly surprising to me if they went out and said, no, the PS5 is going to be six. But what I'm hoping is technically this could set them up if they could come out and say, hey, the PS5 is Three ninety nine. That would be a really pleasant surprise and a way to kind of take some momentum back. The two ninety nine price point for the Series S is gonna be an X factor, I think. Because mm-hmm. now, if you include that with Game Pass, you're saying for three hundred bucks, you can still get a next gen Xbox. Couple that with Game Pass, and that's a pretty compelling value if you're interested in those kind of lines of games and you don't 
need the top top specs in your console gaming uh, i know that you know if i was ever in a position where i could get both consoles the series s at that price point makes it a lot more accessible to me to do that rather than if i had to drop 500 for both so that's really nice to see the design on the series s i think is kind of weird if i'm being <laughs> honest like, like it looks like there's like like black velcro i know it's not but it just looks like there's a black velcro dot on the back of it but it looks oh like well. an intercom it looks like an intercom uh hello uh <laughs> welcome to wonders <laughs> it's either you picked a modem or the intercom uh, yeah, <laughs> exactly <laughs> this is yeah i mean you can't go wrong with that price point again you know and my thing too is being that you know i have a pc uh, you know, and I game, I game a lot on PC. Uh, I don't have to, I don't feel uh, compelled to go out and get uh, the new Xbox strictly on the fact that, that they have game pass. So basically the games that are on there, I'll be able to play on PC, which is fantastic because I never owned an Xbox. Uh, I've always been PlayStation. So the fact that now I have the ability to, to play these games that I never had the opportunity to before I, you know, Microsoft, I feel like, we are only now seeing a smaller picture of what the bigger plan mm. is and what they yeah. are creating. And I think only time will tell. I still think, you know what I mean? Like they may not win the, and I'm going to do, I'm going to do like this, the console wars. Um, but, but the long game, they, they have been, and they've, they are, they have set themselves up uh, for success in the long run, I believe. Totally agree with that. It'll be fascinating to see how that evolves. Uh, you know, it's <laughs> it'll be fun because I am a PlayStation guy too. I have a PS4. Love my PS4. Really want to know more about the PS5. I'm just happy that 500 because 500 really was the low end of that range that everyone was expecting. So it's nice that it's there and not like six or seven hundred. Right. In in some weird news. Uh... You know, I I said, hey, all right, we we got the Xbox, you know, and and we said this a long time ago too. Maybe maybe Sony's strategy is to again wait for them to uh, uh, say their price and then undercut that price, which you know, again, we have no official uh, uh, price point yet. However, there was something that dropped. I I, I don't know the validity of this, but today <laughs> they dropped a solid gold PS5 limited to edition. Price at 8,000 euros. Talk about a weird flex. Uh, <laughs> Xbox comes out with the prices and, and Sony says, yeah, but what about this gold Sony PlayStation for $8,000? What's good? <laughs> what is that? What is that? What move is this? This is one of those things where even if I had the money to buy that, I don't even think I would. Like, I don't oh, I don't no. get yeah. the point of it. It reminds me of what Apple did with the first Apple Watch when they had the gold Apple Watch, which even back then, everyone was like, why? Like, I mean, <laughs> so it's I don't know. This is confusing to me. It, it is super confusing. Uh what yeah okay sony I, I can we can we have the price now please can you let us know so we know what we need to uh, uh what kind of ducats we need saved up uh to be able to do this ridiculous is what it is um other exciting news though just kind of switching gears here a little bit nintendo had a pop-up uh announcement lucas you want to kick us down that track that that, that this one i i am really pumped about 
Yeah, so we got a Nintendo Direct uh, kind of celebrating the 35th anniversary of Mario and a lot of cool surprises in there. Uh, you've got a package of three of the 3D Mario games, uh, Sunshine, Galaxy, and I'm blanking on the other 64. one. 64. 64. Yep. Mm. And so, you know, as a as a Nintendo fan, I actually hadn't really spent that much time playing 64 or Sunshine. I played some of Galaxy. So I'll be excited to play those other two games to its fullest. And you know what? This is what's kind of fun about Nintendo. I do give them a lot of flack because it never seems like they have anything planned. And then they surprise you with <laughs> stuff like this. And... I don't know. I, I thought it was a good announcement. I thought a lot of the games are fun for Mario fans. I even thought the live Mario Kart thing looks kind of interesting. Like if I were yes. a kid, I would love that. Love that. I would love that right now. I don't even <laughs> I would love it right now. <laughs> we can get some of those together, right? I won't feel bad now ordering one of those carts. <laughs> good, good. I will absolutely I am absolutely on board with that. This thing looks freaking amazing. I love Mario Kart. I love the series. To be able to do it in real life, like I don't know, it's just it's just a fun, fun, you know, innovative way of of being able to play a game that you're already kind of familiar with uh in your own space. I, I like it. Sushi, are you a Nintendo fan at all? Are you a Mario guy? Uh yeah, I'm looking at the video you guys are showing me about the Mario. I didn't know about this. This is really cool. Um yes. this is this is uh, what I call, this is what AR is, right? Uh, uh, mm-hmm. I, yes. I love that space. AR, XR, VR. I don't know what's the next R in, uh, in the industry, but <laughs> uh, have, you, have you guys seen VR Mario Kart, that like video of, um, of that? Uh, it was in Japan. It, was, it looked so cool. It had like uh, actual, the cart could actually turn left and right. And you can, actually, you can actually pick up one of those power-ups and throw it with your hand <laughs> at someone. Yeah, Where was that this? Was cool. this was, you said this was in Japan. It was at uh, yeah. was it an amusement park or something? It was like it was like a VR Mario Kart. It was really cool. Interesting. No, I yeah. never saw that. I thought that's what you guys were talking about, and then I saw this. I was like, oh well, this is actually official Nintendo stuff, <laughs> right? <laughs> Speaking of that VR Mario Kart, they got to bring that here. Somebody's got to get yeah, on that. I would pay for that. Absolutely. Absolutely. The other thing, too, I thought was interesting is that, you know, kind of in the uh, um, kind of like they did with uh, Tetris, how they created a VR mode. Um, they actually are doing the same thing uh, with Mario here as well. I believe it. Uh, I'm not sure how many people it looks like maybe 35 it supports uh, where everybody is playing the, the same game. And basically it's based off of how far you get. Uh, and I think if you die or something like that, uh, you get knocked out or whatever. But this looks super interesting. It's going to be free uh, for anybody that has the uh, Nintendo uh, uh, online service. So I think this is definitely one that I'll play for sure. I feel like they're kind of reacting to uh, Fall Guys, the success of Fall Guys, of like mm-hmm. the collaborative uh, uh, casual gameplay. I love that kind of gameplay, too. Yeah, it's, exactly. It's bloated recently, yeah. Yeah, you know, and what's kind of cool about that is, if I'm not mistaken, it's as you defeat enemies in your game, those enemies get sent to another player's screen. Oh. So, like, like the, the potential for just craziness just coming out seems like that'll be a lot of fun. I love this, dude. I, I love what I love what Nintendo's doing. I love the fact that, you know, again, they they kind of just they just kind of do their own thing. 
And you know what I mean? They follow their own formula and they're giving people content that they can enjoy from uh, people that it's nostalgic to, to a new audience and these kids. It's a, you know, an affordable console and, you know, the most portable has been huge uh, since we've been uh, getting, uh, got down into the uh, pandemic and, and whatnot. Um, I mean, Nintendo just seems to make uh, the right moves and, and they just give you stuff that you're going to enjoy. That's fun. That's fun to play. And now we have more options to be able to play with our friends. This was, you know I mean? Like very unexpected. I mean, they were straight to the point. Like it was 20 minutes of just high action. Here's all take our Nintendo stuff. Take it, take it. And then, you know, (laughs) here we are. They did a fantastic job with this. I'll tell you what, too. If Nintendo were to announce a price drop of the the regular switch to like 249 and they announced a release date for breath of the wild 2 that would be a pretty strong hmm. counter to the next gen systems coming out uh absolutely well i know that there was talks too about a um a uh, uh isn't there like rumors about a newer version almost like a switch pro that they're uh, talking about uh 2021 yeah, there's been rumors about um, maybe being 4K capable, but those like oh, a bunch of rumors surrounding about that. Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting. I mean, again, dude, like I, I, they're out of stock in most places. They're super hard to to get. I don't know that they necessarily would drop down the price if they're already hard to get as it is. Yeah, you know why why do it? That's true. Breath of the Wild two would be a perfect holiday game for that if it's ready. That I mean, if you're looking for a way to steal some momentum from Sony and Microsoft, that game would do it. True. I mean, I, I agree, but I feel like they're not trying to play within those boundaries. You know what I mean? Within the two Xbox and, and PlayStation, they're they're uh, back and forth. They kind of seem to operate outside of that bubble. And they're just like, look, you're going to get it when when we're good and ready to give it to you. We're not playing. We're playing to you guys, not to to these other companies or or any of that stuff. So, hmm. We'll see. This is hot, though. I do have a negative about this, though. So we know that this is going to be a limited collector's edition. uh, No, I'm sorry, not collector's edition, but like a limited edition game, both physically and digitally. That is kind of. Yes, it's super whack. So it's supposed to come out right. uh, I think is it this month or next month? I think maybe this month. And then it only runs. You can only get it until March 2021. I I understand business wise that that FOMO feeling that oh man I, I gotta get it while I can uh you know what I mean kind of that but it kind of feels a little cash grabby it's like why not just and especially digitally it's like why would you pull it like you're not you're not eating up server space you're not you know what I'm saying like, like that that doesn't make sense like that is strictly like yeah look, give me your money right now right now yeah, it reminds me a little bit about what Disney used to do, where they put movies back in the vault, as they call it, or whatever they did, and then they bring it out for a limited time. They put it back in. That sounds kind of like I hope that I hope that doesn't start and become a thing. Let's just, I mean, especially digitally, like what, what the heck? <laughs> yeah, that would be a terrible trend uh, to catch on. I am excited though for these games because I mean, again, I, I grew. I mean. 
Mario 64 was groundbreaking, you know what I mean, with the 64 coming out and stuff like that. Like, I remember that very vividly. Uh, and then I never played Sunshine or uh, Galaxy, so I'm excited to uh, go in and explore those games. Uh, and then you have the comfort and, and convenience of the Switch. Uh, so to be able to enjoy it on the Switch, uh, this is exciting. This is take my money, Nintendo. You already, you already know. You you already know what it is. <laughs> anyway, that yeah, yeah. So that a little bit of news of of what happened this past week and and weekend. We're gonna take a quick commercial break, and then we're gonna be back to speak with the Sushi Dragon. Dive deep, get into this man's life. We'll be right Ooh. back, guys. You've counted on restaurants. Now they're counting on you. And while their dining rooms may be closed, they're still open for delivery with DoorDash. DoorDash is the app that brings you the food you're craving right to your door. Ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with the new contactless delivery drop-off setting. Choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, and the Cheesecake Factory. Many of your local favorite restaurants are still open for delivery, too. Just open the DoorDash app, select your favorite local spot, and your food is on its way. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the promo code BLUEWIRE. That's $5 off your order and zero delivery fees when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter the code BLUEWIRE. Don't forget that's code BLUEWIRE for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. Sunday, Sunday, Sundays are coming back in the NFL. With NFLSundayTicket.tv, you can stream every live, out-of-market NFL game every Sunday afternoon on your favorite devices. Plus, Red Zone and DirecTV Fantasy Zone channels means you'll never miss your favorite teams or favorite players. No matter where you live, NFLSundayTicket.tv is your key to the most glorious Sundays ever. Use the promo code BLUEWIRE at checkout to get 15% off your subscription. Visit NFLSundayTicket.tv and use the promo code BLUEWIRE. And welcome back. Thank you for listening to the short messages. And I'm excited to get into Sushi Dragon's story here. Take me back to the beginning. What got you interested in content creation and kind of got you down this track? Uh, if I'm being real with you, uh, a lot of the content that was coming out sucked. <laughs> I, I'm just like... Um, it was a, there was a point on YouTube where there's so many creatives um, and I, I loved it. I was like, I was in college and I was like, look at all these creative people coming out and making a living off of it. And I wanted to hop in and like get my creative ideas to life. And then it's just content shifted to low quality, quantity over quality, easily digestible and easily disregarded. And I'm thinking like, where, what happened to the care for the con, the craft, the, the, the creativity, the content? And, um, yeah, that's really, yeah, I, I wanted, cause I, when I felt good content, it felt good. It's like, it, it lives in, it lives in you forever and inspires you. And I wanted to, I wanted to find more of that kind of content. And if not, I, I had to create it. When you were initially starting, did you have a plan on how you wanted to create that kind of content? Ooh, and yeah, when you look- right. When you look back on some of those early videos, what do you think about that? Like, did did have you gone back to 
to look at your old old stuff? I have every VOD I've ever had when I started my stream journey from the very beginning. From I call it I call it seasons, even though I didn't even know where my life was gonna go. Season one was the apartment, season two was my best friend's living room, season three was a garage, season four was a basement or something. Yeah. So um I, I yeah, of course I didn't expect that. Um I for for me, I just kept following the path of what felt I guess I don't know what's a good word, but magical. You know, when as soon as I started like feeling the the life come out from chat, um, the the ridiculous special effects, the the humor of it all, it, it, it was a feeling that just fueled me and um, it just felt real. And I just wanted to keep following that path. And I just ended up getting more computers, ending up breaking more tech ending up innovating here, meeting new people, meeting creative people meeting intelligent people who 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 are reverse engineering right now currently my my broken tech to make to, to make something more efficient to bring my imagination to life and that's just so cool to to experience uh yeah, yeah. i love that do you so let me ask you because your production values are absolutely insane did you have any kind of previous like broadcast or or, or uh experience in in technology like that yeah target electronics I was like, hey. I was at a, I was, nope, I only, my only uh, background is retail. Um, and I chose to work retail so I can have the free time to work on what I find, pa uh, what I'm passionate about, whether or not it was successful or not. I just wanted free time to indulge myself in it. Um, I did do YouTube for a bit, uh, for a while, actually. I lived with a couple full-time YouTubers, Jax Films and uh, CYR, Seer. Uh, one of my best friends I followed from high school to to Hollywood, uh, <laughs> L.A. But um, that's my I, no real. He Sears the one who taught me how to use the camera. Um, but that's about it. I I I I guess I kind of loved you know the camera. And with YouTube, we use a lot of green screen because uh, YouTube is cheap, and you only get paid through advertisers, if any, like a penny. Um, mm -hmm. So YouTube, uh, the green the green screen is a great space. Uh, to make content because you're only limited by your imagination. You're not uh, you're not spending countless money on uh, locations and and uh, props and actors. What uh, what led you to discovering Twitch? And when you were initially looking at Twitch, what kind of stood out to you about that platform as a way to Ooh, uh, channel your creativity yeah. there? Well, what led me to Twitch was actually my past failures on YouTube. So. Um, you know, uh, YouTube didn't work out. And I'm sure when you're someone who, you know, failed to uh, to succeed in their dreams, you kind of just like you kind of just have this flame kind of just wither away. And then you're just, um, you know, I, I was just working in retail, paying off kind of my uh, mistakes, I would say, or or past past learning experiences. And while I was doing that, I spent a lot of my time on Twitch live streaming. And what uh, what attracted to me to it was because. I could do, I could make all my content at my computer. I don't need to drive to a park because my car got impounded and I was like, I can't maintain this car anymore. I can't drive to, I can't drive and film YouTube videos. Like YouTube's too expensive, even at the cheapest end. Um, I can't buy any more cameras. I can't afford all this software. Um, Twitch, OBS is free. You're, you're creating your account is free. Um, there's a community that supports content creators. It's the it's the breath of Twitch is uh, subscribing um, bits. And it's like if you want to see something like live, people 
support that. And I thought that was amazing because there's no middleman. I don't have to rely on advertisers. Um, it's just purely creative, creative independence. So um, here I was just dreaming about making my own Twitch channel and just slowly developing it. I built my own computer. I, I was on forums like 12 hours a day researching the best PC parts for my budget. I started off with an i3 and my coworker said, an i3, that is a tiny, I was like, don't worry, I'm gonna upgrade it because you can do that with computers, you can upgrade. And then I upgraded it to an i7 and then the Ryzen came out, changed the game with eight cores for only $200. And uh, it's just catapulted from there. It's just momentum. You know, when you started on Twitch, it was originally Overwatch, wasn't it? Yeah, my main game was Overwatch because um, I actually have a really hard time focusing. Uh, I have a you know ADD and or ADHD hyperactive. I need constant stimulation. So on my streams, I have these controllers you can see right here. Um, these little controllers, and I, they used to be numpads, um, and they're these essentially are advanced fidget spinners that allows me to live edit my streams almost like a YouTube video live. And uh, Overwatch before that, Overwatch was stimulating for me because it was a new match every time i loved competitive gaming um but it got to the point where i wanted more because a video game can only last for so long and i invest all this time into this game and what if it dies out you know where where does my channel go so i wanted to branch out a little bit more and not rely on a single video game i played fortnite fortnite was great because fortnite live you edit your buildings while you're shooting i was like wow this is really resonating with my mind uh, and then i took that idea from fortnite and why not live edit and game at the same time? So I live edit my gameplay. I had a mixer. I had a production mixer. I was like live editing the uh, the soundtrack, the sound effects. And it felt so much more immersive than your typical Fortnite game. And it was really fun. And um, there were some moments that uh, were truly, you know, kind of like, wow, did that happen? Uh, yeah, so definitely need that simul simulation. Just thinking about live editing just blows my mind like i i it just i mean i have enough trouble editing things in post-production <laughs> that doing it on the fly like that just it, it amazes me what is the most challenging part or, and what was hardest for you to get down as you kind of learn the flow into live editing the hardware definitely like i said i have no background in electrical engineering and all that computer science before when i started i can't code i couldn't code i couldn't make any i couldn't dance couldn't couldn't really do anything well so how my system works is kind of similar to world of warcraft multiboxing where one guy controls six accounts with six computers using one mouse and keyboard so at first i didn't know about that um, well, I didn't know I could do that. So I had four, <laughs> four numpads on my arm and I'll live edit between four different computers. And I don't know if you have a video of that, but I was just like, I was just kind of all over the place, live editing with four numpads on my arm. And then they're flying out sometimes when I go too hard. Um, then I woke up and I was like, why not just put it all in one numpad and combine all the computers together? And that was a difficult task. I went through so many different software, mouse without borders, and I found input director. And now... Uh, I want to get rid of all that because it's just, it's not really smart. And now I'm doing it through Node-RED. It's all programming now. And I have this genius programming friend who taught me how to do it. Um, his name is uh, DJ Teo Tech. And interesting enough, I met him through through uh, the chat. 
and it's crazy that you, you, you there's people from all walks of lives that come to your your channel and all all coming with different expertise different uh life experiences and that's kind of what when i was viewing twitch and i saw my favorite content creator i wanted to do the same thing i wanted to help them out like hey i used to do youtube you'd be so funny on youtube if like if you made these kind of videos and you know you you'd kind of like backseat backseat create create creative push them you know like hey you should do this because you're so cool and that's kind of what i'm getting back now yeah i feel like it's it's uh you you kind of touched on it there just just the importance of community within this live content creation mm-hmm. uh, is I, I feel like that's one of the biggest parts. I remember when I first started kind of uh, learning about it and figuring out, you know, what 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 exactly is Twitch all about? The thing that really resonated with me was not so much what like a game somebody was playing or whatever, but like it was just hanging out with the with the streamer and then hanging out with the community uh, is a great way to collaborate with other because you have so many yeah. people. Yeah, that are so talented uh, within a community community what would you say you know within the community that you've built uh what would you say uh uh probably is one of the the strongest like just kind of what resonates i guess with your community and and what you found because i know when building one you know you kind of have one idea and then things kind of just take off and they turn and transform into something completely different yeah uh i think what resonated with me the most was finding people that wanted me to keep pushing my innovations and my crazy ideas rather than people who who uh thought that it was a little too much not for them acquired taste that that definitely fueled me i would say like well a lot of what i do is very i would say taxing physically and even sometimes mentally i've met with a couple improv um folks and they told me like how do you improv longer than two hours like your brain is supposed to go to mush um and it's because like I'm collaborating with the chat room. Like they're creating the content as much as I'm creating the content. And that's how I can go on for like 10 hours because it, it, we're fueling each other, we're feeding our souls. And it's, it's, and it's like, I know it sounds like kind of like, whoa, that's kind of like, that's kind of really deep. But then it, it the proof is there. Like it's um, when we're, when they're hype, I feel that energy too. And if you ever call into one of my streams from that robot over there, it's a, uh, we recently got that from robot from Ben, which I guess we'll talk about Ben soon. You can see that it's just a guy screaming at his monitors. It's really awkward. <laughs> and, um, but then uh, this person who, who helps me program told me like, I get it. I get it. I get where you get your energy from. Like with all these sound effects going off, all the people getting, doing these dance emotes, everyone just hyping up the chat. It's so energetic and you can feel the enthusiasm come through the internet um and that's what really powers uh power uh a lot of my soul through 10 hours of, i would say dancing or live editing i call it dance play because it's like gameplay but for dancing you know talk to us a little bit about van and how did that opportunity yeah. come and it i i am super excited to see how van grows from here how did how did that opportunity come about you know, I, I they just approached me. Uh, well, okay, a lot of like, uh, I guess people in the industry, produ- uh, like other studios, produce me, uh, approach me. Other than Ben, um, I think you know, I think G Four recently announced something. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they approached me first, and then uh, another company did, and then um, Ven came in, and I ch- I was just looking through all the three, and I told them which one of you guys really know me and would like creatively give me freedom and independence and then when i talked to ven they they said 
we don't want to take your show. We want to give you a show. We want to give you a team. And they did that. They give me. Yeah. So how did how did they approach me? Oh, boy. I don't even know how they approached me from an email. And I met him and I said, let's. Yeah, this is what I want to do. Can we do it? And he said, absolutely. And they got me a, a production team. They, they told me what are our pain points. What, what can we help you with? And it's super helpful because they have things that I couldn't acquire or I don't care for to acquire. A talent booking team. I don't know what that is. Graphic designers to uh, produce new stuff every once in a while. I, I do I do everything myself. It's like I call that's why I call it handcrafted content. But because of that, it's very slow and involving. And I probably take on tasks that I could easily commission someone else for a lot less time. So they're kind of like teaching me the ropes of how to kind of um, really push past uh, where I am now. And that's kind, that's kind of the Venn journey I'm on. Um, amazing people. Everyone at Venn has been amazing and just really understanding even when I'm like really struggling to, to figure out what works for me. Um, yeah. And yeah. Is it cool to be part of their like launch lineup and, and be something to launch yeah. essentially a new network? Yeah, it is. I, um, I kind of, I went on the website and I saw my face and I saw my own TV, like my show. And it's like, what? I got my own TV show. Like they're giving me, someone made a mistake. You know, I'm just like, <laughs> I was like, I'm just thinking like, I see my face. I see my, my episode. I see the, the trailers, the sushi dragon show only on Ben. I'm like, wow, this is like watching, you know, TV from the future and like me there it is, it is definitely cool. Uh, I love everything about their aesthetic. I love their creative team. Uh, the creative director, I'm super, I vibe with really well. Um, and he's also the creative director for, uh, he was the creative director for Riot um, and did all the cool KDA stuff. So now he's like doing all the cool stuff for me. He, uh, we got a robot, we got a new tracking camera. And in like around November, we're going to get some new gear that, uh, that is really, you know, next level. And it's used a lot in the Hollywood industry. So I can't, I can't wait to break that. That is super exciting, especially from the technology standpoint too. Yeah. Cause kind of very much like uh, Twitch, you know what I mean? When you have uh, other team, you know, a uh, team members or, or uh, other people that then are within this broadcasting space and, and production and stuff like that. And you guys now being able to collaborate together, you being able to get your hands on technology, maybe you didn't even know about that is going to completely, you know what I mean? Change what yeah. you're able to do and make things a little more efficient. I'm super excited to see uh, what you guys do and what you come come up with, because it's only going to grow exponentially in what you can do. Yeah, there's this, the sky's the limit, I've been told, you know, with what I do, because it's like, uh, you know, as soon as I figure out the hardware, uh, which I'm pretty, pretty close to figuring it out. Um, at that point, it's just unleashing my crazy imagination all for at no cost to me, you know? Right. So let me ask you this. If a new viewer is going to watch the Sushi Dragon show, how would you describe it? What should they expect and what do you hope they take away from watching you? Immersion. You really got to have... You really got you, you love it or you hate it, you know, it's um, and I get it because, you know, streaming right now is kind of slow burn content. Uh, you know, with me with my hyperactive disorder, I, I really need to stimulate myself. I can't just chill for uh, a while. Like I want to entertain. I want I, I feel like with, to someone watching me, uh, I want to put on a show. I was doing this when for 
for a whole year and only having 20 people watching, uh, as long as someone was watching, I was energized and I, I will keep doing that. So what, when, what the, you'd get away is some people like they, they like, it's too much. It's too much content. Like they, they're not used to it. <laughs> um, and what I'm just trying to do is I, of course I'm trying to clean up my effects. Of course I'm, I'm constantly experimenting rapid prototyping, trying to make it feel more, uh, smoother. Cause I too want that, but, uh, I'm not going to get there overnight. I got to, keep developing and got to keep practicing and, uh, and uh, I'll get better. It's like a game. It's like I'm every hour I put into this, my own, my own self, my own video game, I improve to create this immersive world. And that's the end game. That's the end goal is to create this immersive world that feels real. And, and um, you can like let go of whatever concerns you have because you're so stuck into uh, feeling this, this world come to life. And that's the only thing I want to take away is that is, again as like that immersive experience immersive interactive experience that makes content feel real do you have any plans or are you working on anything outside of uh, uh live content creation never no uh, <laughs> this is like uh, this is my this is my life i want to do this forever and uh I, I i've invested all my resources i've ever got back into it because um and what i'm working on like currently off stream is developing it to be more accessible to streamers, like building out these tools, because I feel like the meta for streaming is don't take the risk, you know? And I'm th I hate that. I hate that in my mindset. I'm like, don't, I'm sure, yeah, yeah, taking the risk means more money. What's the point, you know? But then it, it, it means more innovation. It means your pers more personalities come to life and uh, more creativity can come out of it. And um, the industry can like i do feel like live streaming um and this gaming industry is the future of entertainment and a, a new industry is going to emerge from it not not that scripted stuff not the um the stuff that just feels so fabricated by one producer but uh content that is collaborative you know and and it and it involves multiple people creating it that genuinely care about it whether it's twitch chat with the streamer streamer caring about twitch chat it's um yeah, I, that's that's why I've been told like this is the future of content. I got to see this come to life, and I want to keep pushing that, pushing that um, idea. And I think it's interesting, like through the interviews that we've had with different different people, I, I feel like one of the biggest things that that keeps you know is always there is is really investing in yourself. Yeah, 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 yeah. Invest in your in your in yourself in your craft. Um, and honestly, it just feels weird for me to save up other people's money <laughs> for, for, <laughs> for a Lamborghini or something. Like, uh, it's just not my, it's just not my, uh, my cup of tea. Um, you know, you've had such an amazing journey so far. Was there ever a point that you were close to? I don't want to say quitting, but was there was there ever a time where you were doubting whether this was going to work out or if this was the right path? Oh, yeah. 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 Well, I mean, I never doubted that this was the right path, but I doubted that I was going to get anywhere to I could su sustain it. Um, and I remember like my main goal was like, I just need I just need to earn this much to pay for electric electricity bill and then I'm happy. I don't care. Um, and but then, yeah, you know, when I was doing it for a year creating these worlds and everything developing these worlds and like um seeing raids come and go i'm like oh i guess like maybe there's not an audience and i'm like i'm okay because there is a small amount of audience that i'm getting um and i'm happy with that so i kept on you know 
statistically, I should have quit like half a year in considering how much hardware I got uh, or for it and, you know, the amount of growth, which was zero. Um, but, you know, if, if all you're expecting is views and money, um, your, your channel is probably not going to grow. You have to genuinely be passionate about something and you got to be smart and sustain it on your own, not, uh, not rely on people to pay your bills. So I, I kind of just went down that path and yeah, that's, that was, that was like, that was like, um, a kind of a time where I kind of thought, Oh, is this, is this really sustainable? I guess so. I guess I'll sustain it myself if it's not. Was there a stretch of time that you saw it start to make that switch into becoming sustainable? Yeah, it was like it was almost instant overnight. Uh, well, not maybe not overnight, but um, if I hadn't kept going, I probably wouldn't have been able to use that, I guess, overnight hype because I learned through so much through like the past raids um, on how to fix my computers and uh, what kind of content to that can that can handle that many um uh uh voices so yeah it was like when ket boga raided me his raid was you can tell when you get raided by uh someone who cares about their community because like it 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 lasts a lot longer the uh the support because they generally want to see you succeed and they 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 push you a little bit more and then you start meeting people and you start meeting an audience that actually cares about what you love to do. And after that kit raided, I was like, it went viral on Twitter. Um, Rod Slasher posted a video that blew up. Um, and that's, that's when I had four numpads on my arm, live editing with four <laughs> numpads. And it was like my first sponsored stream, Twitch, Twitch kind of just put me on the billboards. Like you got to watch this creative guy. Everyone just kept pushing me. I'm like, Oh my God, thank you. I'm still not, I'm still in beta and I, I'm sure, but then I'll release my full version of myself. But, uh, thank you for all the support. And then, um, yeah, I'm mean, just constantly trying to improve. You know, and talking a little bit too about, you know, you talked about the need to be stimulated because of uh, your ADHD. What do you think almost would have happened if ADHD wasn't a part of your life? Do you think you ever would have discovered content creation or gone down that trail if, if yeah. that wasn't part of it? I mean, if anything, ADHD has been uh, a more difficult thing in my life than it has a successful thing because prior to prior to um you know my twitch career being able to sustain itself was you know my ability to not a uh, survive on on youtube because of my adhd like and it, uh i couldn't you know i had these great ideas but my adhd kept on like distracting me from executing them um or or taking forever to to do it just to just to please it getting constantly distracted uh trying to learn um trying to focus was very difficult um you know and i would say those were like from leaving high school to 26 years old was very difficult to overcome um and cope with it and understand it and truly develop it and and you know character development and all that really 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 kind of got me to figure it out so i would say it, the adhd thing is like it's a secondary thing but my main my main thing in, in in me is that that creativity to to be immersed just watch a good anime and then think about it the next day you know that's that's content to me is when you watch something and you think about it the next day and it inspires you to 
to push past whatever your obstacles in your in your face. Um, and that's that's the one thing I want to keep doing. If you could collaborate with one person, who would it be and what would you create? Dylan Francis. And it's not even like a if you could. It's like, you know, we kind of homies now, you know, <laughs> because of Twitch. <laughs> because of Twitch, uh, he caught my stream. He's a huge Huge supporter. I love the enthusiasm for it. He's a DJ. Essentially, my streams is kind of VJing. It's kind of like VJing. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what VJing is. I don't have any VJ software that I, I was relatively know, I knew about. So um, if you combine audio with really good, cool visuals, you can make something really cool. And like it, once I fix all my, my hardware, I see myself like bringing this to EDC because he invited me to EDC. Um, and I see myself like... Dude, if you can convince EDC to give me a green box, because I've done this. I've actually compacted my entire setup into a rental SUV, and it cost me negative in the bank to do it, but it was so hype. We went to San Diego State, and we performed in front of a, like a gaming convention for uh, um, UC San Diego, and it was so ridiculous because I, at first I thought it was a concert for me, and then as soon as I got there, it was a Super Smash tournament. And then I was like, let's get hype! And then I was like, <laughs> could you please quiet down? I'm like, what? <laughs> I came all the way from Sacramento with all this like equipment come on and then and then i started building an audience and it was like yeah come on don't listen to them and they're just like <laughs> it was just, i live i lived i i did what i did here in front of a live audience both in real life and in twitch and it was the craziest experience it's on my it's on one of my highlights but um so anyways i know it's possible it's practical i can move my setup break uh construct a green box overnight and then use my computer's to create those visuals in front of those giant screens. So I bought a projector and everything. I made it look like EDC. Um, and But imagine the real thing, those huge projectors, just plug in my HDMI into the thing, do my visuals with Dylan Francis's music. Oh my God, that's <laughs> that would be, that would break like so many of my ideas. Like I was just, I can't believe that would ever happen. So that's what, that's one thing I want to try and pull off before in my life. I I am on board with that. Let's make that happen. That, right. That would, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, if you if uh if you could go back and give advice to somebody, you know that I, I know that a lot of times for me, especially the technology side, and, and and I'm so glad you talked about, you know, the hardware side of things. I think that part of it is super overwhelming to somebody that doesn't have a yeah. huge tech background. What kind of advice would you give them when they're facing that kind of roadblock to, to them starting learn as you go like i didn't know any of this i have no background i have the only background is retail so i you have no excuse to not learn it and if it's your if it's your if it's going to become your your income and your living you you should know your tools you should learn your tools a mechanic doesn't know how to use their drill and a gamer should know how to put on should know how to install their gpu like it's it's just like Legos. It's re- it's like human Legos, you know. Go to go to forums, read how to how to build your own PC, um, and uh, learn as you go. Like and, and then the learning part is important. Don't just let someone do it for you, because um, that's what I hate doing. Is like I hate doing things like for streamers. Mm-hmm. Like they always ask me like, oh, what can I do to do this? It's like, oh, this is how you do it. And I try to teach them, but they refuse to learn it. I'm just like you. I'm, what am I? Do your Target Electronics employee to you? <laughs> Just like I want you, I want you to, you know, you know, take what I'm giving you because I, I do the same back when someone, 
when someone from my community teaches me how to fix my stuff, I I, I don't expect them to do it for me. I want to learn uh, as they're as they're helping me, and that's how you pay it forward. Is your you learn um, uh, as if someone if someone helps or teaches you. So, how long did it take you to build that initial? rig for lack of a better way, way to put it when you had like the four pads on your arm and whatnot uh oh the for uh, oh gosh um that's a really complicated question because i don't even uh, i i started with one computer for uh or uh, overwatch um and then i live edited my overwatch and then i wanted to like these really ridiculous scenes um then i realized it was affecting my gameplay my overwatch and my competitive <laughs> rank and i was like <laughs> I was just like, I'm handicapping myself. I need a, I need a, I need another PC. And then like, even after getting another PC, it's like, it was just like, there's not enough cores in this PC. And I'm just like, uh, for, you know, that was a time where I, I not necessarily wanted to quit, but I wanted to, I wanted to like, I couldn't figure out how to do these special effects without it affecting my, my gameplay and my PCs. Um, and I was just like, I was deleting all my, my creations of like delete, delete. I was like, Oh, finally my PC works. So yeah, just uh, overcoming hurdles and and all that is important by writing down into troubleshooting. So uh, I would say good luck, good luck, and Godspeed because that was a tough part. <laughs> that was the toughest part. Yeah, it really is a lot to uh, to take in, and then you want more, and then you're just like, oh, yeah, you want more. Uh, yeah, it's like, well, I, I'm gonna need another PC for this. So I might as well gonna gonna go ahead and expand. So my credit card. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yo, Sushi Dragon, where can we find you at on the interwebs? Twitch.tv slash Sushi Dragon. I'm also on Ven. I got. I'm the CEO of my own show. I like to say that instead of producer because it sounds funny. But um, yeah, I'm on Ven, Twitch, yeah, uh, Twitter. Uh, I don't like really social media, but just Twitch. Uh, TV Sushi Dragon, the Sushi Dragon, because someone talks Sushi Dragon. The heck, not even using Rude. it. Can I have it? <laughs> yeah. Rude. <laughs> Thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate everything. Absolutely. Thank you so much for taking the time and coming and joining and jibber jabbering with us, uh, Lucas. What do you have going on this weekend, my friend? Oh my goodness, that's a good question. I don't know. I might try and dive into the multiplayer for Avengers, um, and I. That's a good question. I don't know what outside of that. What about yourself? Let me know, man. Let me know, cause uh, I've 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 gone in a little bit right now. I'm just on that gear grind, so probably doing uh, much of the same thing, and and you know playing some games, chilling out. It's going to be nice. Uh, otherwise, though, that is going to do it for us today here at really? Land Parties. Guys, again, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, don't forget uh, to download, subscribe. Uh, again, we check and we see the reviews that you guys are that you guys are leaving. Uh, we really appreciate all the kind comments. We're, we're enjoying the fact that you guys are enjoying uh, being, you know, the interviews that we're having, the people that we're having on, and the topics. Thank you guys so much uh, for responding and, and checking it out as always guys thank you so much we will catch you on the next episode and you know what it is we love your faces yeah the wait is finally over football is back you might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at betonline.ag.
Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on the season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Don't forget to use their promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts.